Hello, everyone. I am Lily May, and welcome to another episode of the Glambitious Podcast. If this is your first time tuning in, head over to my website, theglamceo.com, so that you can learn about the different opportunities we have for women entrepreneurs to elevate your brand. We also have an exciting announcement. We are returning to Essence Festival. So as you know, we've hosted several all-white brunch experiences in New Orleans during the Essence Festival weekend, and we will be returning turning this year. So if you are interested in joining us, there is an application link. You can just message me on Instagram and I'll send you the application link. My Instagram is I am Lily May. Okay. So you don't want to miss it. Without further ado, I have an amazing lady to introduce to you, Miss Lisa Bailey. We're going to be talking about financial education. Okay. In the climate that uh, we're in right now as a country, it's definitely important that we gain more financial education. So Lisa, go ahead and introduce yourself to the listeners. Hello, my name is Lisa Stringer Bailey, and I'm the owner of Triple M Money Management Matters, where I educate women on how to make more money, save more money, and protect their money. I love it because I am interested in all three of those things, making more money, saving more money and protecting my money. So what drives your passion for financial education? Well, it all stems from my personal experience in uh, in 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 the financial industry. I am a, a, a an accountant by trade. I guess you could say my degree is in accounting. A bachelor's degree and a master's degree in accounting. Uh, and then my personal financial matters myself have been a struggle over the years. And as a financial professional, I felt like that just ain't equaling up, right? Why am I in finances, but my fi personal finances are a wreck, right? And so uh, I had to come to the realization that I if I'm struggling, okay, let's just keep it real. If I'm on the struggle bus financially, then I know a lot of other people are that don't know nothing about finances. And um, so I, I made it uh, a passion that I wanted to learn more about the financial industry, personal finances, life insurance in particular, because I have personally had four family members, close family members, my mother, my father, and two sisters that passed away without life insurance. And it's a devastating, uh, saddening, stressful situation. And I decided from that point that I did not want to be in this situation again. And I don't want anyone else to be in the situation because it's, it's unnecessary. But we, a lot of people don't, it's not prepared, you know, for death or whatever, because they just don't know. Well, I'm glad that we have people like you to really help us in that area of finances. I know for me, I grew up, you know, where it was like, you know, you only live once. Yeah. <laughs> you know, do what makes you happy today. Go ahead and take the trip. And so I did not get, you know, uh, much financial education at all growing up. I just, you know, was enjoying the money that I made as a teenager. I remember one summer I had two jobs as a teenager. I was working at Bojangles and Food Lion and there was no one to say, hey, since you're working so much, why don't you save your Bojangles check and then use your 
food lion check for the clothes, right? Like no one even gave me any sort of basic fundamental education to help me start to steward that money at an early age. So I'm very glad that there are people like you who are doing interviews like this to remind us, hey, we have to shift our mindset about money. So tell us why is saving for the future so important? Well, it's exactly what you're saying. Uh, we can't just live for now. Okay. Uh, a lot of people are living longer. And I do believe as African-American culture, we are living longer. We used to live to about 65, but more of our people are living to 85, 90 years old. And in those ages, it's like, you have to think about if I live to be 80 and 85, how am I going to be living? You know, am I going to be able to afford rent or mortgage? Am I going to be able to afford food, utilities? The same lifestyle that you're living right now, you want to aspire to live that same lifestyle in your senior years. Okay. You cannot wait till you're 50, you know, or 60 to start planning for your future. Because by then it's too late. You're going to have to rush and and you're not going to have the type of security, the type of money, the type of nest egg that you could have if you had started sooner. So it's so important to really have, like you said, have that mindset shift that, yeah, I want to have a good time now. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But we have got to allocate some funds, some money into our future so that I can have fun now and tomorrow. Right. So it's just all about your priorities, making a priority to think about and fund your future. That is so true. There's uh, an elder in my family. And as we were looking for options, you know, for her stay, like senior type of living places, the places that, you know, were covered by her retirement were not the quality of living that we would desire for her. And then the ones that were extremely nice, all of them were like, oh, the, the families pay out of pocket. Like the, you know, the, the retirement isn't covering it. You know, none of those things are covering it, but the family is paying out of pocket. And I'm like, wow, it's so important that we do consider, okay, what if I actually live to 85 and Mm -hmm. I want to go to a nice senior living facility? I need to have the account to cover it so that I could be in a comfortable place and space in my elder years. So you're 100 percent right. And like I said, you know, it's so important in this season that we really start to shift our mindsets about money. Now, I know that, you know, life insurance is becoming more of a topic amongst, you know, um, African-Americans in our community. So tell us, you know, what have been some of the challenges that you've seen in getting some people on board with life insurance? Um, A lot of us think we got a lot of time, you know, so they put it off. It's the procrastination issue. Because, you know, it's just, I hear an excuse where, you know, call me back when I get myself together. I'm like, what that mean when you get yourself together? When is that going to be? You know, and it's always like people are trying to make uh, their money situation perfect or they're trying to make more money or they're trying to pay off debt before they take care of the life insurance. They always put it on the back burner. So again, it's a mindset shift. It's the thinking part of it. You got to think, prioritize intentionally. What's more important? What's more important? Making sure that my family is taken care of 
if and when I pass away or uh, whatever it is right now, we're trying to pay a cell phone bill. Okay. Uh, I know it's almost like we can't live without it, but in reality, if you had to, you could until you get yourself together, make sure you get a life insurance policy first, then pay, then get you a cell phone bill. It's getting your priorities straight. We as a people want it right now. Just like he was saying, we make money, we work hard, and we do. We, we're one of the hardest working cultures out here because that comes from our past. You know, we've been brought up generation from generation to work hard. So that's what we do. So we feel like now that we got this freedom, we're working hard, we're making a little money, we want to spend it. We want to live it up. We want to live the life that our counterparts are living. That's all fine and well, but guess what? Our counterparts are managing their money matter and they have life insurance in place. They have trust in place. They have investments in place. Like you're saying, uh, they're, when they get 80, they have money set aside. So they're in the nicest living facilities for their age group. So it's all about making it a priority. Quit putting it off. Quit procrastinating because guess what? Uh, last time I checked, we don't know when we're going to die. So we don't have time. Right. It is an uncomfortable conversation, but a necessary conversation. And I feel like that's why sometimes it gets avoided is because it is uncomfortable to think about, you know, when you do get older or when there is an untimely passing in the family. Now, most of my listeners, I would say, are probably in their 40s. What would be the average cost of a life insurance policy for someone at 40 that's just getting their first life insurance policy? What would that what should they expect to invest for that? OK, well, let's be realistic. Uh, the older you are, the more expensive a life insurance policy is going to be. OK, life insurance companies look at a lot of factors. They look at your age. They look at your height. They look at your weight. They look at your health. If they look at prescriptions you're on, they look at the job that you work. Are you working a dangerous job? Uh, they look at your everyday activities, things like that. So, uh, like you're saying about at age forty and above, you're gonna be looking at possibly a hundred dollars. I just leave an average of a hundred dollars a month in premium to get a decent life insurance policy. Now, again, it's going to depend on how much policy you want. If you want maybe a $20,000 policy, then you might not pay $100 a month. You might just pay $50 a month. But if you want $100,000 and above enough to really cover all your expenses for your passing, to cover any debts you have left, to cover maybe the mortgage that you have on your home, things like that, then you're looking at three, four, five hundred thousand dollars. And yeah, that's going to cost you a couple of hundred dollars a month in premium. Thank you. That definitely adds some clarity. And it just really shows the importance of doing it sooner than later. So listeners, definitely connect with Lisa so that she can go ahead and walk you through the process of getting these things in place. Many of you are entrepreneurs and you may need to put your business in a trust. You may need to just get all of these things in order, life insurance, trust, and Lisa can help you go ahead and take care of those things. We're at the beginning of 2024. So this is a great time to go ahead and get your financial matters in order. Let's talk about multiple streams of income. Like how does that really help people build wealth? 
Um, but again, if you're not managing the money that you have, then nine times out of 10, you need more money coming in. You need more money coming in. So I tell my clients, look at what you're making now, you know, subtract all your expenses and your debts and things like that. And if you're having a deficit, if you're in the red, then you need more money coming in. That multiple streams of income is a way to make that happen. Uh, we can all agree that it normally takes two incomes just to run a household these days. If you're paying rent, I mean, I don't know where people live, but if you live here in Atlanta, I mean, rent is $2,000 a month for a nice, decent apartment. So if you are um, trying to pay your rent, you're trying to pay utilities, you're trying to pay all that, you need at least two incomes. And if you're not married, so say you're a single person, you're just living on your one income and you're not making ends meet, a multiple streams, another income, a home-based business is what you need to think about investing in. And also a multiple streams of income equals uh, a home-based business can give you some tax breaks. Now consult with your tax person for that. But I can tell you, if you have a business, a home-based business, you're going to save in some taxes and you're going to have more things that you can write off on your taxes simply because you have a home-based business. And that's going to bring that multiple stream of income in. That could be the difference between you being uh, put out, you know, because you might be behind on your rent and uh, being able to stay and live comfortably in a place that you want to stay. Right, right. And you know, 2023 was such a hard year on entrepreneurs. So I'm always encouraging entrepreneurs to go ahead and get a job as well that helps you anchor yourself financially so that you're not fully relying on your entrepreneurial income. And then for people who do have like a corporate career and they're rushing into entrepreneurship, I always tell them, no, hold on to that career as your investor. Like look at it differently. Don't, you know, people think entrepreneurship is just so exciting and there is a level of freedom with it. However, there's a level of challenge with it as well. And so, like you said, if you have multiple streams of income, a job, a corporate career, and a business, and a digital product that you're selling online, and you're a speaker, you know, these different ways that you bring in income, it's more likely that you'll be comfortable no matter what happens in the world. Because as we saw, inflation in 2023 was just unbelievable, right? <laughs> like, inflation, right. we've never seen at that level happen and it impacted everything the housing market the apartment yeah. rates like you said yeah. so i do agree with you that multiple streams of income are mandatory and you definitely want to have some type of job in addition to your business or a business in addition to your job so tell us what is your goal for the underserved community as far as financial education Yes. So I have found um, that is my, my purpose in my heart is to work with the underserved, the ones that's not educated. Listen, financial literacy is not readily uh, available in our school system. So a lot of our young people are growing up not even knowing how to write a check because everything is technology based now. So but their parents, the, the even uh, sadder part is their parents don't know either because they didn't learn it. You know, we didn't, I don't know about you, but uh, a lot of people that grew up in the seventies and eighties, they didn't have technology, but they didn't learn uh, the finances either. So they were just kind of winging it. 
So my passion is to go back to these people, these communities that's underserved, the communities that don't have the technology savvy, the ones that don't know a lot about their finance. They don't know, you know, how to balance a checkbook. They don't know how to to ask and request for for discounts and and uh, things that they could qualify for. Uh, a lot of times, some of our elderly they don't even know that they can qualify for what we what they call budget billing on their utilities. Things as simple as that. So they won't have the flexibility of their their gas bill going up and down throughout the season. They can just have it one thing, one price throughout. They just don't know. So it's education that I want to go back and give to the to the underserved. Because another reason too is I don't want us to always keep depending on a government, the government, uh, you know, what they call it, the um, the food stamp system or the SNAP system or or whatever assistance that they're that they're that they're leaning on. That's good. If you have to, then do it. I, I, I don't knock it because I grew up with that, too. But I want us to advance. I want us to come higher. I want us to break that generational curse that we can live off welfare or food stamps. I want us to be able to build businesses, you know, get the home-based business, get the education about your finances, manage your money better. Don't spend all your money, but invest some of your money, things like that, just to go back and uh, and help people understand that. Well, I love that. And it is much, much needed. Tell everyone, you know, how they can connect with you online. If they want to book a call with you, if you have like a special offer right now, they should tap into, you know, give the the listeners the information they need to connect with you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. So you can connect with me on social media, on Facebook. I'm Lisa Stringer Bailey Uh, on Instagram. I'm uh, Manager Money. Um, now manage money matters on Instagram. Manage money matters on Instagram. Um, you can definitely schedule a call or a chat with me. I do not uh, charge to to have a first consultation call for one hour, and that's at www.bitly.com/slash/money-moment. Money moment. Uh, so you can get on my scheduler there and we can have a conversation. Uh, I'm also a, a author. I have authored two collaboration books, but now this year for 2024, I have a solo book that I have that I have coming out at the end of January. It will be coming out. And along with the book is also a planner, a money planner, because I educate my clients on uh, planning out their money, having a money plan, which is i.e. a budget, but we don't call it a budget. We call it planning our money for now and for the future. So with this money planner, it's kind of like it's a calendar in this uh, area in there where you can plan out your money. You can write down all the money you got coming in, all the money you got going out, write your uh, financial goals in there. And then if you become a client of mine, we'll go through the planner together and, um, you know, help you get on a better financial foot. So with that book and planner combo, it's a value of $50. It's a value of $50. But if you purchase from me uh, today through the end of January, you can get $10 off. You can get $10 off. So you can get the book and the planner for only 40 
$1,000. And to get that, uh, just contact me. I do have a link for that. So if you contact me through uh, social media in my DM or any way you want, I can give you the link for that savings on the book and planner. Awesome. And give us your Instagram name one more time. Instagram is manage money matters. Manage money matters. Awesome. Awesome. So definitely all hit her up on Instagram, check out the offers that she has available and listen, don't be intimidated by the process of getting your finances together. I know sometimes when it's been a hard fiscal year that you can feel like everything's out of order and it can make you just shy away from even taking a step forward. But that's why it's great to have someone like Lisa that you can call and talk to and she can make it simple for you to get your money matters in order. So don't be intimidated by what happened last year about how the math ain't mathing. Don't get intimidated if the account ain't accounting, just contact someone who is an expert that can really make it simple for you to take steps toward financial freedom, okay? And I also challenge anyone who's listening to share this podcast episode with five people, okay? As a community, as a Black community, it's important that we share important information with each other. So share this episode with five people, whether it's family members or friends, because you never know who really needs to get their finances in order and how this episode might spark them to connect with Lisa and take steps toward financial freedom, all right? So again, thank you so much, Lisa, for joining us on the podcast. You share so much information. I really am grateful to have people like you in the Black community to just help us grow and help us, you know, evolve as a community. And again, if you're tuned in or this is your first time listening, head over to theglamceo.com, theglamceo.com to check out the many opportunities we have for entrepreneurs. And you can DM me on Instagram at I am. Lily May, if you're interested in joining the Glambitious All-White Brunch in New Orleans, that will be hosted during Essence Festival Weekend 2024. All right. Well, you all have a blessed day. That is a conclusion of this episode.